guess what, Detroit? We're moving the state of black Detroit address from December 30th to the new year, January 1st. 2022 we'll be doing the state of black detroit with yousef shakur we're moving this address because the brother just lost his grandmother prayers up and now we're going to bring in the new year we're talking state of black detroit for 2022 and also this is the day of faith for kwanzaa we're observing that and this is all in recognition and honor in a fundraiser for the detroit is different community group hope to see you january 1st at 12 p.m 12 noon kick off the year on this live stream detroit is different all right, we are back in full effect in the Detroit is Different podcast studios. I'm back hosting Kari Frazier as usual with the Detroit is Different podcast. I have one of my brothers in arms, uh, as he would say, definitely a comrade, uh, someone I've known for a while. We do a lot of work together uh, when we think about organizing and activism and a lot of other adjectives, I think, and um, verbs, nouns that people would describe. Uh, you may call it a lot of stuff. I personally call it it's the work we do this is what we love this is what we do and uh this is my man so yousef shakur how you doing good good brother what yes, up though yes sir yes sir so um a lot has uh definitely grown uh last time you were here you brought in some panthers and right, uh, right, you right. introduced kind of some of those panthers we didn't get into a longer discussion with us and then before that it was a couple years back where uh you came in and we were talking about what was happening in reference to uh george floyd uh the who shot malcolm x uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> documentary you gave a, a a take on that which now is uh that that's even change but the dynamics of just regular stories uh you've been on detroit is different and you're going to continue to be on detroit is different as we build together and all of this organizing uh, community movement builders uh the work you're doing at mama akua house and jen just just being homies you know what i'm saying so uh so with with everything in the midst of that detroit is different now is transitioning into a 501c3 for the work of a lot of studio and with that i was like okay i need an anchor event like most 501c3 organizations have like a gala and they have different uh events to to raise a lot of funds and i'm like okay how i want to do this is telethon style and do a state of detroit address nobody better to give a state of detroit address than the first person that I had do a state of Detroit address and that's Yousef Shakur so thank you again for uh, accepting that my brother oh man no, no doubt man thank you for uh having me thank you for always being a supporter um no no matter when i called you always answered i mean mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize in relationship building it's just it's just a connection i, I remember like yesterday you and i both was at joanne watson's um studio or yeah and uh rj watkins yeah rj watkins yeah you know you you in there you and her had a long history her and i had a you know, semi-history whatever and I mean, you, you know, you were talking about one of your albums. I, I had one of my books. We exchanged. And, it, you know, the rest is history. You know, yeah. it, it didn't take a lot. Uh, you know, when you're in a lot of spaces, particularly Detroit, like we mean mugging each other. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, and it, yeah. it was it was it was brotherly since then. And. And, and a lot of times people f struggle around figuring how how you how how someone places in your life. Mm. Like for for me and you, like it was never issue. Like that's that's my big homie. That's my big brother. Mm. You know, it was never a struggle. Mm. And you know, in, in times of, of of working together, like you leave some days, I leave some days, or, or sometimes mm. we neither neither one of us know how to leave. You know, it it's been that refresher of a of a, a, a relationship. I remember you told me you went somewhere with a suit on. They was like, you know, they still rejected you. 
joint. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. It'd it be like that, bro. Um, what's so funny of it, too, as we talk about uh, the, the friendship, the brotherhood, the, the other thing in this work of... Of I guess like I say What's been labeled as community organizing But we really do live in neighborhoods Where we work So uh, the extension of it Also I think sometimes In activism people think that you have to be Lying in step with everything mm -hmm. It's a lot of stuff where we disagree And it'd be yeah. like okay I support you Yousef And if you need some speakers for that That's what's up But I'm not necessarily going to be Part of that mission oh, But sure. I'm going to support Yousef And it's been times you'd be like Alright Kari I'm not going to support that exactly But I can support in this fast it. So like that's the other thing I think that's so cool about our relationship and then now it's oozed over into like myself and Quasi and even me and G-Mac like mm -hmm. you know we may not agree on everything uh, We I think we all agree on the destination of black liberation but you know the the means of how we get there you know it's good to sharpen swords but we don't have to agree on every premise and every event and every um every activity because we individuals and not only that I mean, we we have different history that that has mm -hmm. shaped us yeah and 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 part of that our worldview doesn't always align even though again the yeah. individual that you just lame we're all black men we all grew up in detroit but we experience detroit differently and our you know life experience has has taken us different ways but it has brought us together and i think that's the the most powerful thing but also what's missing in that conversation that you always are a champion of myself and, and the guys you mentioned mm -hmm. the values what are the values that's governing the conversation governing yeah. how you operate and that's where we're, we're allowed to be able to exist in our contradictions you know where our contradictions are not antagonistic in, mm -hmm. in, 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 that, in that dynamic so i mean that's the beautiful thing where again we can we can see beyond our own individual selves so like when i call you and I'm like, man, hey, I'm, I want to do something with Detroit. It's different as a name. You know, it's your brand, it's your business. But, you know, being able to help, again, I always think, like, hey, let's help promote it, let's help build it. It's a win win. Like, it, there's no taking me to the backyard, like, get with, with 100 questions. And, and not saying, like, that's not necessary, but again, the, the out of relationship, we built a level of trust. Yeah. And which, which is, it's hard to do in, in, in today's time. And and let's talk let's talk and let's unpack that because some of it I believe is the term I've been just standing on a little bit longer. And it's weird that King speaks to it in that famous speech, but the content of character. Because that's really where I think it, it starts echoing more and more in my mind as you say you grow, like, but character speaks, you know, and, and that character speaks in in those times when you see a person interacting without the cameras on without you know uh a lot of money on the line just mm -hmm. like how are you moving man like and then when you witness that you know what i'm saying when you pull up on mama a cool house and you see the space coming together and then you see yourself giving jobs to just a brother you know walking down the street like hey man i need a couple dollars and it's like all right i'm gonna you're gonna have some work to do but i'm gonna give you a couple dollars right and you welcoming that type of energy is so much different than you know i think sometimes others but also the the fundamental thing about what you're saying is is that 
aspect of Black Detroit that doesn't it gets put it in a washer and doesn't come out clean enough for us to to put it put the put those clothes back on. What I mean by that is like that's that neighborhood shit. That's the that at the core of what our grandmothers and grandfathers and our great uncles and what was you know, came from the South. And and when we unpack Black Detroit, like it it emerged out of the white migration to the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was predominantly white city. You know, there's a there was an underclass of black population. When they left, you know, this neighborhood became predominantly black. My neighborhood became predominantly black. You know, Lower West Side, you know, East Side, et cetera. And we was raised a certain type of way. And then, and I think that's where again, a like part of our connection is like we. We grew up similar in the same conditions. No, same. No, mm-hmm. you'll find this for you. you know, th- this house. You know, this was owned by your grandmother. You know, mm-hmm. your grandparents. The house my mother lived in was owned by my grandfather. You know, those those same fundamental values, those same fundamental philosophy and lifestyles has shaped us. And I think that we've gotten away from that when we talk about Black Detroit because we have not put forth for analysis what is Black Detroit that keep us accountable to ourselves mm. it, that that's deep so like let, let's go right into some of those questions of building those relationships what does relationship building with uh people because now it's hard to believe but i've known you for a decade plus but um how, how do you go about navigating new relationships because yusef shakur is a brand yusef yeah. bunchy shakur is someone that uh, with your social capital mm-hmm. and your life story, and now your your works, your books, your uh, your your speeches uh, and lectures, like you, you know, how how are you judging new relationships and people that want to connect with you um, here and do work? That's a that's a great question, and just to be honest, which is hard because. Like nobody really wants to be vulnerable, you know, even myself, because when you be vulnerable, that there's you're opening up the door to a possibility of getting fucked over, mm-hmm. possibly getting exploited. Because the reality is, in America, you know, black folks are on the treadmill of trying to get to the to the top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. And the thing about between intent and impact, right? So when you're chasing as we, as the little homies say, the bag, mm-hmm. and all of us are chasing the bag in some form or some fashion. And so in reality, it doesn't allow for the build relationships because we're all trying to take a shortcut to get to the top. But then the, there's a group of us who are different because we're we've learned to be authentic in ourselves. Like I'm I'm not being dictated by America. I'm not being dictated by the bag. I'm I'm being dictated by my belief system, by my values, and by that that you move different. And that's where you get begin to like, man, that, something wrong with dude, man. Dude always he he too stern, or you know the different words that people put on you. And so uh, you know just like I'm, you just try to be open. But then again, I'm distanced too. Like I, you know, I let anybody come in for the pretty, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. And deal with them and, and offer the my my cool house. Again, if you're if you're author trying to write a book, man, hey, here's you know whatever I can do. I mean, that's been my testimony testimony greater than my own testimony. But within that, people, I don't think everybody's committed to black people. We say we are, but do we honestly have a love for black people? And if we do. It, it will function differently. So that's where, again, we have more of an uh, idealistic relationship around, hey, you don't like Duggan, I don't like Duggan. You didn't like the former um, governor, I didn't like the former. That, that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So part of the relationship, again, when you, when you talked about earlier, 
when you build a relationship, like you know, I know you, you know me. We 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 go deeper. I know I kind of have an idea of your values, have an idea what your philosophy, what what you what you're made of, and and, mm-hmm. and 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 like you said, like when I pull up on the block, like I'm seeing you in your rawness, mm-hmm. how you move with the little homies and and mm-hmm. and, and whatever. So it's not it's it's not. Um, fine uh, uh, or alien to me. It's so good because mm-hmm. like most people don't know that I'm an introvert. Most people don't yeah. know that I'm shy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but most people who deal with me from afar, and particularly from a social media, like dude, he be really going hard, or they may have just heard a speech of me, and then when they get around, I'm like, what's wrong with dude? Why he ain't talking? You know, like, because mm-hmm. I'm a shy person, right? But you have not created an opportunity for us to really get to know it. Or so most people just say he just he just for black people. And I am for black people, but I'm not so black that I black myself out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we give each other enough room, but also who's determining how we relate to each other. In particular, in, in America and in, in Detroit Pacific, there's folks outside of our community that's controlling the money. Yeah. That have the that has the per the with the, the purse of the spring, whatever. And that's determining our relationships and and that's creating mm-hmm. more confusion, more conflict. Now, you spoke to the word and every time as you were saying that, it just started ringing in my mind. You you mentioned it earlier. Value. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just had this discussion when I interviewed Baba Malik about capitalism and, you know, its role. And one of the strangest things about capitalism that it quantifies so much value on everything. Uh, due to it, we place higher value on people with money, uh, like as if uh, having access to perceived wealth makes you more of a um, authority uh, on everything. You're a better person. You're smarter. You're everything. I mean, we just saw that with our last president of the United States and like right. his whole uh, playbook, my whole lifetime, even the book that I read his, his first book that someone else wrote but you know I think that happens for many people <laughs> right, right. you know what I'm saying it's just you know that you know when he took that position they were like whoa 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 it, it, we don't want him in this position but to me the whole playbook of what Donald Trump represented is the playbook of what America has created mm-hmm. because it's like if you're a white man with money you obviously are smart you're savvy you're a leader you're 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 sexy. you're someone to be yeah you're <laughs> sexy you're someone to be respected you're somebody to be admired i, I want to be in a room with you i want to take pictures with you and like his works throughout his life show all of this being documented but it's just like in that position it's like wait one minute we don't want him here right um so not to speak so much about him as much as value on people uh as you said like um you know like how what how how do we redetermine uh as a people values of people and what values do we place on people in all people like you know I, i spoke to character um first i can start to you but what would you say to most of our people in reference to that um, it's simple. When you look at black people in America and our uh, struggles and our journey, we, we, we've gotten away from that, right? So to the point of like, man, I don't want to see another slave movie or you know, yeah. sh- no, no crazy shit like that, mm-hmm. which is like slavery is American history. Yeah. How we responded to slavery is our history, which is black resistance, which is developing us as a people. Because the things, like who we are today, they didn't want that. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're educated, I'm educated, but in reality, they didn't want us to receive a formal education. And mm-hmm. our, our great grandparents was part of that. However, they had a moral education. And as a result of that moral education, they raised their children, children to ask me go on to get educated. And so, members, you know, if you think back to your great grandmother and your grandmother and your uncles and whatever, like they had small little sayings and stuff, like all money ain't good money. I mean, it was it, they moved a certain way. Those mm-hmm. are the values we've gotten away from. Those things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's 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 another part of that trick that trick trickology of in, integrating. The, the more we integrate into American society, the less we become we, we are of ourselves, and that's been a struggle because we still still learning what it means to be a black person that has African roots, and and African roots is a, is a whole another conversation in itself. But there's a mixture of the two. That have produced a certain mind state. Like being, when we talk about black, black, we don't mean in the color. We're talking about a political mind state of retracting the inferiority that has been imposed on us where, again, if I come here and I have a bad experience, I'm like, fuck, uh, Detroit is different. And where, Mm -hmm. again, if I have a bad experience at another business, would I say fuck them? No, I mean, it's, it's part of life. That, that bad experiences occur but because I can I can see deeply into who you are and understand like shit happens some days man and express to and have that conversation with you like I had a bad experience like this is this is part of the relationship building this is part of the values again I value you as a brother when I grew up no one ever told me to value you as a brother so that so as a result it allowed me to ultimately see you and other black men as enemies which helped me formulate a gang mentality and I treated you as such and you treated me as such which has its roots in black self-hatred mm. and again these seeds are still being um, permeated through our community and in our households that we have to cut out and this goes to your point around wealth we are as a people we really have had no wealth I mean we our bodies was the wealth right mm-hmm. so that's where you see guys you know, when the little homies, they go get, they go, they spend over two hundred thousand dollars on a, on a fucking car. Yeah, don't even own the house. Yeah, you no, know, I mean when you look at like the tragedy in the hip hop game today, every artist has over, you know, trying to get over a million dollars worth of jewelry or more, right? For what? Mm-hmm. What value does that really have? I and mean, even looking at Jay Z, right? I mean, Jay Z is able to look how he looks now because he's you know he's in a wealth bracket. What can you say to me? You know, when we go to Jay and say, what do you have to say? I mean, I don't even know if this guy has formal education, but it doesn't matter because his wealth puts him in a position. It's the, it, I mean, <laughs> what's funny, it was that meme going around last year where it said, would you take $400,000 or a dinner with Jay-Z? And I was like, I, I, I didn't even... Like I can't even quantify this in my mind because in my mind I I know the uh, this is back to like I I already hear Bob Malik saying you want a gentler form of uh, capitalism <laughs> echoing <laughs> as I say this like the wealth of the dollar is the liquidity of the dollar the liquidity means that I can transfer a dollar and quantify value with it. A, a meeting with Jay-Z unless I get to curate that in a certain way where I say, all right, Jay-Z, if I have this one hour conversation with you, can I go live on Zoom and maybe sell that to other people? And then from that Zoom, now I can leverage that for more opportunities and things like that. Like it, it's going to be harder to liquefy a conversation with Jay-Z. But 
as you speak about it, even the only reason that that was a premise in the discussion was because the idea of Jay-Z has something uh, paramount importance to tell me just based on the idea, the perceived wealth that I believe he has but acquired who, in life. And who fed is that, though? Right. When we, when we when we look at white communities and, and you know, I'm cautioning what I say and how I say this, but their wealth is just balanced out. Mm-hmm. It's just balanced out across the board. Where again, our wealth is Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan. You know, f- a few of us, because because it's it's mm-hmm. not a, many of us that have accumulated a lot of wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And so they tell you like, Curry, you can be the next Michael Jordan, or you can be the next Oprah Winfrey. And mm-hmm. the, but we're basing it upon wealth, but not realizing what does it really take, not from an education or character or commitment, but assimilation aspect to, to be get in that <laughs> position. And and what you spoke, even with that, I want to go back to you spoke to moral education. Mm-hmm. What's a moral education? I mean, a moral, a moral education, again, is centered around the values, like authentically knowing who we are, authentically knowing, hey, I don't have a formal education. I can't read or write. But however, morally, I'm I'm accountable to my family. Morally, as a man or as a woman, as a child, I'm accountable to my community. To be mm-hmm. a, again, the word you used earlier, having a good character. But a good character comes out of having principles, having values, having a philosophy of life that that goes beyond yourself to be able to be a, a good contributor, starting in your home and in your community, and, and they they they're recycling each other that becomes cornerstones and instrumental. So again, I mean, like you, if any of us go back and examine our life, our, our history, and our family, I'm pretty sure we can find somebody who had that moral education. Like you trying to, like they went out, they worked, they worked every day of their life. They they came home, they cleaned, they, they did everything, but if you put a book in front of them, they couldn't read. Mm-hmm. They didn't allow that to stop them from, I'm still a human being. I still have other capabilities. Same thing, when you th- again, when we think about a person with a disability, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens? If they can't see, the hearing strengthens. You know, other things strengthens on their body. Same thing, so again, because they didn't have the formal education, morally, they grew they grew greater in 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 the sense of they became um beacons of our of our community because of the racism that existed that prevented them from succeeding they found ways how to succeed despite that and this goes into what i think we have a wealth of in our community but we we don't honor it the same way I mean, we don't we, yeah right we don't know we don't see it as well of social capital yeah we don't we that's don't. what i call yeah, it like yeah. like someone I, I always tell you this i think your mom is one of the coolest people ever because <laughs> i don't know anybody that ever has been on the block of fairy park and uh met yousef's mom if you ever go to the uh back to school kickoff uh, and giveaway it, it's gonna connect it starts at his mom's house and stretches because it started at his mom's house but your mom has a wealth of social capital. And when I say that, I mean, like, I would go as far as to say if if your mom walked out the house with, like, seven bags, first off, she wouldn't be able to get off the porch without people helping her. Mm-hmm. But let's say for whatever reason, she's, you know, a couple blocks away. 
it's going to be so many people that help her and not just because they're good Samaritans, because she's developed a reputation in that neighborhood that interconnects her, that intersects her and not because she's even Yusef's mama. Like this, this is different. Right. This is like right. really people that know your mom. You know what I'm saying? I'm validated because of her. She's not validated because of me. Yes. Okay, I and you. I don't know if people recognize that type of social capital, but our communities are filled with people with those wealths. And and like I look to people like that where it's like, you know, one time I saw your mom at my hardware store because it was like, yeah, they ain't got what I need over where I'm at. Right. right you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was still people in my hardware store that was like, you ain't got to pay for that. Yeah. I'm about to pay for that for you. Mm hmm. And that, and I know for for a person looking and thinking to themselves, it's like, like I think that richness of social capital. When you understand, it's not like if um, I don't know if if you see Dan Gilbert in Starbucks, if you pay for his coffee, you're trying to pay for his coffee so you can plan a meeting with him and be like, hey, I got this whole idea. People ain't right. people ain't bottom screws and the tools for your mama because they trying to set up a play so that they can make some money. They did that because it's like, oh, no, nah, because she's a cohort in our community that puts in work and she's developed this to the point where her money is no good here. But that's but those individuals are the, the, the cornerstones of black Detroit. And and that's and so your 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 theory around this this um, social capital Mm -hmm. was the motor around Black Detroit. Mm -hmm. Again, if, if you and I was to pull some books and talk to some people about Black Bottom Detroit, yeah. this is what we would find. Yeah. But because of assimilation, because of the, this illusion of of advancement, right? Hey, man, I, I, and some of it makes sense because, again, we live, we... we 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 still live in, in, We're a, in a, a dual reality, right? As they say like a dual consciousness. Absolutely, is. and then the, the invisible the, man, right? And the dynamics of and some. So let's break it down from here. If I'm a if I'm a single mother, you know, I'm doing again. I'm she's doing everything that she can, but I can't afford to lose my kids to the streets. I can't yeah. afford to, so I got to move to Southfield. You know, I can't because it's, I want to stay in Detroit, but. Shit, the schools are just terrible, right? Do you do do you put an indictment on her, or is the indictment on the system? And, and so that's a different form. Is that assimilation per se? Probably not, but it falls within that character. But we not we're not examining it. But there's there's others who just who who because they they see things differently, right? And the hood became the hood because so many of us left the neighborhood. Yeah, and and I agree. I, I mean, I've always said uh, I, I've had this discussion, and and it's come up again uh, around like I have all these pictures of Nipsey because not necessarily the work of Nipsey and what he represents, but it's what the story represents of the work he's done right there in his Crenshaw and, neighborhood. Right, and let me cut you all real. So that's, and that's a great point, right? So, uh, and the unfortunate murder of Nipsey, the people in his wealth class or greater, their first response is, "This is why and I." I don't go back to the neighborhood. And Which, I was going to say the same yeah. thing about Young Dolph, and that comment has come up again. Like, yeah. this is why you got to leave the hood. Which they had nothing to do with that. No. It, it, was, it was. I mean, but, and those are similar but very different yeah. situations. But what we don't do, we don't take the time to examine the dynamics. And again, I don't know Young Dolph that well. Unfortunately, that story. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, you know, in saying that, I didn't know a lot about you know, um, Nissy. But again, after these. After they're killed, more comes out yeah. about them. I mean, particularly Young Dog. I say I remember saw some video where, where um, kids, some folks got fired from playing his music. 
he found out about it, brought him to the stage, and I think he gave each of them twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, right. It goes back to character. It goes back to values. Yeah, you know. But because how he he he's um, shaped his music or his career is it's it's it, it turns off people, right? Yeah, and I get it. But and that's those are the contradictions in terms of two different mindsets. But the end, when you look at Nipsey, he was on a whole like he's more greater to me than Jay Z could ever be. Yeah, in that in that time in that short time period, and I hate to do the, do the comparison, but he rooted himself in the neighborhood, right? That yeah. that is no, that's Black Los Angeles, that's Black Detroit, because mm-hmm. fundamentally that's where our power base is. Like you know, if, if we're trying to build ourselves up economically, but now also building our building our neighborhoods up politically and socially, it's un, it's, it's like having a, a deformed titty. Like mm-hmm. one titty is big and one small. They both have to be invested in and developed to for for both to mature. And and we and we we have not done a deep dive, right? And and oh, and examining. Let's, we, we, let's just start from 1969 or 67. You know, the, the rebellion to now. I mean, there's like you know, use Wendell Anthony for example, right? Mm-hmm. Some people love him, some people hate him, right? But I remember somebody, you know, Tafari was telling me. If, if we if we go back and examine Wendell Anthony in the early '80s, he's over there on Dexter and Elmhurst. Yeah, he is. Yeah, with an African name. Yeah, he's on Dexter and Elmhurst with an African yeah. name. I remember it because the the car wash I used to go yeah. to, the classic car wash right there on Dexter and Elmhurst, used to like almost have like a, a you could almost consider it walking in that car wash that is closed now, but I wish would reopen. Um, it was like a shrine to his works and all his works through the 80s. I mean, he's a central trailblazer uh, right here, rooted and, and definitely more from a lens of what we would think of all pan-African rights movement then, like in that snapshot of time. Right. And I don't, I'm not saying like people don't have a right to grow because I'm, I'm not the same person I was last year. Mm-hmm. Our ideology may change. Our worldview may change. But do our values change? That's the question. Again, we come back to, mm-hmm. and so, when, so, and this is why I bring, you know, use Wendell Anthony as an example yeah. of examining, mm-hmm. you know, th- those those things. But we, we, it's kind of thing in the rap game right now. If you if you criticize somebody, you critical of someone's rapping styles. Now you hating. You yeah. know, you being critical of Wendell, uh, you just don't like Wendell. No, it's this again, this is accountability. Mm-hmm. I can be this tomorrow. You can be critically examining me as well. Where and, and not only just Wendell, it's, it's it's a multitude of different dynamics. I mean, you um on the east side where, where we have um, the Kabaz Culture Center, we, we had yeah. um, Inner City Subcenter. I mean, no one even like those are two jewels. Yeah, two jewels that we had in the city of Detroit that was black owned, that was black recreation centers that no longer exists. Yeah, we we have to ask ourselves why is that? Yeah. Why didn't we duplicate? I mean, we're trying to do it now. With Detroit's different on the lower level. We doing it with with, yeah. with quasi over on the shed and, and others, right? But we had two institutions locked and loaded in the neighborhood, which was really a more, more ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. But we, because of no accountability, and also, I mean, the work that we do in the neighborhood is very hard work. And because of the, you know, when you when you pull up, when I pull up. You don't know what you might run into, right? Yeah. And but that's the that's the the, the love and the and the passion. And I get it on some levels. Like that shit that shit can eat at your soul. 
That, that shit can wear you out. Everybody's not built for it. But again, if we're strategizing and, and, and out of that strategy and our values keeps uh, builds the type of accountability because again, the, like the, it's shit flip-flopping. You know, it's flip-flopping again. I remember like when, when Con- not call me, but um, Kwame Kilpatrick, when he was mayor, right? And the conversation around, you know, taking over the school board or, or the, yeah, the mayor trying to take over the school board. That was Kwame's idea. Wendell Anthony led the charge. No, this is going to this is going to remain within the community. Years later, you basically had Duggan on that same shit that that, that Kwame was doing. Where Wendell Anthony at now? He's not saying anything. Like, mm-hmm. what? Why are you not saying nothing now? What? What? What changed? Again, and this is not an indictment on Wendell per se. It's an indictment on the philosophy. Yeah, that's that's governing. And but also, yeah, I mean, if also come and say I'm tired or I changed, I can accept that. And not mean you have to answer to me, but answer to us as a people. And and, and that's one of the things is you do more of this work, you end up meeting more of the people. You see more of the macro. You get more of the context, as I call it, the other side. And when you get more of the context of the other side, you look up one day as they say, you know, the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know what I'm saying? So you, you get more of the context of the other side and you start saying, OK, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But then you got to stop for a second and then pull back and say, one second, time out, time out, time out. I have veered so far from the origination of who I wanted to help and how I wanted to help them that now I've diluted, as you say, as as you integrate more, what what is actually helpful to those people that I'm connected to. And and it's tough because in this work, that same analysis of of not just uh, Reverend Reverend Anthony, it can be Bishop Van, it can be, uh, it can be, uh, you know, the the works of so many, uh, yeah. you, you know, of like, when when you start here, where do you end up there, and 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 who are you, who who are you engaging with, and that's where I love the community so much because the richness of the social capital, that's where that exists because when you get disassociated from the people around you for real. And then you walk back into that hardware store. Mm-hmm. And does that person walk up out of nowhere like, no, nah, I got this. Absolutely. Or do they start looking at you like, damn, what you doing in here? Right, right. Because when they start giving you that damn what you doing in here look, <laughs> that means you've deviated. Because the community yeah. speaks up and they'll let you know just by distancing themselves from whatever your work is, no I matter f- how much you feel you are a community. I mean, and, and to your point, uh, what was it, one, one of the whiteness that got robbed right there on uh, right, right there next to the right yeah. next to the hardware store yeah, that I'm, I'm talking about right, on Linwood Lim- 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 and Davidson. And Davidson. But it, yep. Again, if you're if if you're tied and connected to the community, mm-hmm. would that happen? I mean, there's a possibility, right? But then, but again, it probably wouldn't happen because people protect what they respect. People protect what yeah. they love and what loves them in return. Yeah. Now, now, are there some folks that's so damaged that they can't even comprehend? Absolutely, but it, it, it mm-hmm. changes the, the landscape of the conversation because what you're what you're describing through the theory of, of this social capital, it is what's keeping. Black Detroit, black neighborhoods afloat. It intersected like the classic story of um, when um, 
what was it? Uh, I think it was Muhammad Ali had that Rolls Royce that was stolen in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Then they found out it was Muhammad Ali's Rolls Royce. Yeah. The very next day, it was returned, uh, new upholstery, (laughs) you know, detailed and everything because it's like, okay, this is Muhammad Ali's car. Same thing, I think, happened like a couple weeks later to like uh, somebody else from Philly and it's like... They get the car back, and, and, and <laughs> those, those and there's plenty of stories like that. But yeah. even even uh, verifying from this position, when certain shit happen, you know, you might get a call like, "Man, such and such happened. Can, do you know such and such? Mm-hmm. Let me let me call you, or, or you know whoever, yeah. right? Who has those relationships? Yeah. And that's, you know, and those relationships are tied to the people. Yeah, and and, and again, it's what's keeping us afloat. And what we're what we're trying to hold off against is this this integration theory, this this assimilation theory, that even now as we're talking and the, the aha is is, re, is reversing, it's, it's it's finding itself marching into Black Detroit, and as it's marching, it's is uh, decelerating us to to further um, losing our our grip. But we holding on as much as we can. I mean, look when you look at this like this block, mm-hmm. when you look at my neighborhood, right? We ain't, we ain't seen no investment. You not know like just hey guys, what you want? What you guys want to do over here? Mm-hmm. H- how can we help? But versus they saying, well, since y'all y'all lost, hey, you know, it's only two, you know, it's many houses on the block, but it's only two people living over there. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't sending no no resources over there. Mm-hmm. That that's another form of of disintegrating, but integrating because what happens is the white folks are saying, I still see the beauty. Yeah, I see the potential. I'm gonna buy that goddamn piece of shit, and you come back five, six years later. It looks, it looks a lot better. Where we're, on the other hand, and it's part of our oppression, and it's part of our traumatized, being traumatized by the the urbanness of America, and particularly in Detroit. Man, I'm trying to get the hell away from here. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it's the pain. You know, the same thing we're saying. I don't want to see another slave movie because we we have. You can't heal what you don't want to confront. And see, and this is, I guess, where I always push back on those people because. For the Nipsey or the Young Dolph story, I think of the Henry Louis Gates story and not just him, but so many others. I think nothing would be nothing is scarier than me being a black man in Troy, Broomfield Hills, uh, Royal Oak. Uh, I I can't imagine what it would be like to have, uh, I guess now it's more a cultural term. If I had a Karen for a neighbor. Nothing would be scarier to me because I assume every every time I have a friend show up, uh, a cousin show up. If I tried to do this, Detroit is different in Royal Oak. Uh, you know how many citations before I would be locked up for some inciting. And, and in my mind, I'm so I guess people say conspiratory, kind of like with the Nipsey thing. I would think the 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 Royal Oak police would send in someone to interview in here with a pistol to do something mm-hmm. stupid so that they could shut me down and get me arrested. Right. That's exactly. Exactly how I think what happened if Detroit is different was happening in Royal Oak because I feel as though culturally there are I guess dangers but I understand the nuances of living in a neighborhood like this neighborhoods like that are not designed for me they're not they're not welcoming to me and I don't care about uh, you know how well I speak how much my education is all they seeing is we want to get this nigga the hell up out of here as soon as possible your grass is too high citation you parked over here this way citation you had three people come over citation you got uh, people pulling up at all times of the night now it's like cops parked at the end of the block just like around Nipsey's business for people to know it was a great piece I think the LA Times but a lot of brothers out there in LA was saying if it was over a three year investigation at 
Nipsey Hussle's location the minute that the L.A. Rams decided to build that stadium over in Inglewood, not far from Nipsey's uh, store. So what they ended up doing is saying that it was gang activity there. And basically, if you were a black man that purchased uh, any belongings from the Crenshaw store of Nipsey Hussle, Probably it was a one out of five chance that the police were going to flag you down and stop you just for going in the store and buying something. And they were going to say it was gang related and it was raided time and time again. It's that type of shit, systemic racism that I know I would deal with if I'm in Troy or Royal Oak or many of these other places where black folks say they want to run to because they don't feel safe there. I feel like I can deal with what's labeled as thugs or goons or whatever uh, negative colloquialism we're calling uh, some brothers that just, you know, as you may say, like a lost soldier in the battle. I feel like I can I can interact with them. But you're talking about a form of anti-blackness that Mm -hmm. plays itself out. And in the larger America deals Mm -hmm. that anti-blackness violently. And that violently may be socially, it may be politically, it may be yeah. e- economically, and it may be ultimately physically. Let I me mean, give an example. I knew someone who lived in Roseville. Mm. Her son, um, you know, was was missing. She she did what again? What a, what a typical American supposed to do? What call the police? Yeah. Hey, my son's missing. They ask questions. Boo boo. This how long have you been missing? They began to walk in her house. Yeah. They began to interrogate her like she did a crime. Yeah. Not not go you no know, bend around and start riding through the neighborhood to go yeah. try to help find her. She became the criminal. Um, mm-hmm. The house she she rented the house, so there was there was some plumbing issues. wasn't wasn't her it was the owners, but the owner had not resolved it. A couple of days later, they called um, child protective service on her. I mean, it, she found herself yeah in a, in a shit a pile of shit because of the racism, the anti blackness that 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 occurred, and if she hadn't left. Roseville and come back to Detroit. You would have never dealt with that shit. Yeah, and and it's not that again. The issue was all right. There's a, and even though like there, that was a white family, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, let's call city council. Let's call such and such, right? Yeah. And this is the this is this is what creates black anti blackness. That would have that would have been a uh, what is that? A Amber alert on my phone. Absolutely, and, and but also then to your point to unpack around Nipsey. I mean, you just described an updated version of um, colonialism. Yeah. Um, again, and, and it's all about the value of property for fundamentally. So Nipsey became um, a thorn potentially in 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 this this monopoly game. Yeah. And, and and many of us can't comprehend it because we we have not done enough research, or we're still in a state of shock. Like Malcolm X didn't, he just didn't die. He was assassinated. Yeah. King didn't die. He was assassinated. Man, that FBI Files King documentary was so revealing. And I and I suggest most people, IFC did a documentary on uh, the MLK, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm uh, uh, Martin Luther King Files. And when you, when you connect, and, and what's even worse about this shit is it was so many FBI informants. Mm-hmm. Working right in unison, almost to the to the point where, like, I'm going to say this right now, because, like, I guess the LGBTQ community wants to, like, exalt who Baynard Rustin and what he represents. He was an FBI. He was an informant. So I can't I can't respect this. He was. Yes. He right. was an informant. Almost damn near like uh, of the 12 people around Martin Luther King. Six of them was top informants. And this is the infiltration, putting in false information, giving information, pushing people certain ways, 
causing a dissension between black unity because this is what the FBI organization has always done and always is represented. Everything J. Edgar Hoover represents is that. It was built on the whole idea of breaking down black families, black liberation, what black organizing is. So we need to be very mindful of anything dealing with the roots of what the FBI represents. Even watching that, um, and I haven't talked to you, it's funny, we talk about films and stuff. It, it angered me so much watching the Black Messiah movie because it was like they're trying to make this seem as though any reasonable person would have just went on and been an FBI informant because, I mean, look at the situation he was <laughs> in. Don't you understand why he's an informant? Oh, hell no. Now, if you snitching on uh, a criminal, quote unquote, that's different because to me, a snitch in that game, it all meshes. But if you know that this person is just for black liberation, and then the FBI agent sits across from you is like, we want you to get everything you can on this person because we want to corrupt them. And you recognize that these informants are paid tens of thousands of dollars. The agents are paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. The investigations are given millions of dollars just to stop black liberation. But And you say that so easily and seamlessly that people may miss the point. Black liberation is a threat. It's a threat to what? To to the white order, yeah, and as a re, as a result, so again, yeah, this is this is the the pathology of white supremacy of the aggression of it. Anytime it feels threatened, mm -hmm. it moves to the to the point of neutralizing, physically, economically, politically, or, or socially, right? And we don't we don't understand that, and, and we see that in Black Detroit, the the like people are like why is the neighborhoods like it is like. And we blame we blame we get the blame for it, mm -hmm. but it's, it's it's other things that that has happened that has undermined us. And then our so called leaders they're doing very well, mind you, <laughs> in, in in Detroit they're black, but you know these are the things that we have to examine and understanding. But it goes back to the, the social capital, and, and 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 because we're in today's time, we don't think like you know there there's not a Cointel Pro. You know there, there there's none of these extreme things. But again, when you when you go down go downtown, it's it's so much fucking police down there, so much uh, surveillance down there, mm -hmm. all, all all these things that now that that you know trying to organize in in this in this condition, we can, but we're not even examining this because one, you don't even assume like you say like man, I ain't or I ain't talking like Malcolm. You don't have to talk like Malcolm. You no. black. You, you, and the your blackness is so threatening. When I think of uh, um, really close with her sister, I think of you know. Uh, Janae Ayers lost her council seat uh, because of the idea of the investigation. That that the the image of of FBI agents storming city council and taking out uh, that's a cold taking game. out taking out files. You talking about and no? It's no. It's no. Uh, you know, it's been no charges have been right. filed. No, it was guilty. Uh, guilty. Guilty to proven innocence. And in in all of these games, and even the whole concept of like uh, I, the roots and the premise. And I'll always stand on this. You know, we say you're 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 innocent till proven guilty. The FBI establishes a target. When they establish a target, you're a target until you decide to become an informant. And unless you become, unless you know, so. So to me, to establish a target already is establishing a person as guilty. But to understand your point, the uh, what's the what's the white guy that that, that got caught up on um, bribery? 
He, oh, Gabe Leland. Yeah, I mean, Gabe, right? He yeah. he he was allowed to re- remain yeah. in the city council. Yeah. No, nowhere was they constantly writing stories about him. No. Um, same thing with. I mean, they swept the 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 uh, Mike Duggan shit so far up under the rug that we don't even think about it no more. Right? About the the deal for the demolition of the houses. I mean, the, that one. But I'm talking about the one the, the, his girlfriend. One oh, no, where, he's, where he's, he paid his where his he, his staff helped raise funds or, for or his, gave her, or gave her a for grant. his mistress. Yeah, gave her a grant. at the time that now is his wife, but it was his mistress at the yeah. time. Yeah, that was all this. Yeah. All fishy. It's, it it smells yeah. bad, mm-hmm. but again. And this is where like hoping to understand anti-blackness and how it 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 is drilled in us. We know within our bones that yeah. that was one of us. And what that tells is like, nigga, you know your place. They yeah. can get away with that shit, yeah. but we can't. And this is where it works as like a leash. It keeps us not from doing that type of stuff, but over. Oh, like when we talk about black liberation, we talk about black self determination. We talk about black Detroit and all. Man, why are you always gonna talk about that black shit? Like that black shit gonna get us killed. That yeah. black shit gonna get us locked up. You know, on and on yeah. because they've been beating us down for decades, and that's the that's the cold thing about it. Mm-hmm. It's a propaganda game. Yeah. It's, 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 it's um, rhetorical analysis. It's metaphorically, you know, keeping us locked in of inferiority. Which I, I do have this premise because it's so unique, uh, you know, my mind in marketing and work in marketing. Because I'm so if people know the allure of marketing for me is always a storytelling. And it's also seeing how people respond to the stories. That's why I'm allured by marketing. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about blackness, blackness also now has been uh, like most times I think it's been uh, it's been used as an icon for many other movements to like use use blackness as like okay this is how bad oppression can be so please give to our whatever organization so that now we can help you know it's like these people don't have homes usually that's going to be black people these people have messed up water situations usually that's going to be black people these people look look at how the lgbtq community is being treated usually that's going to be black people and it all is under the lens of like these other movements look at how women are treated usually it's a black woman look at how uh young young boys are treated usually it's going to be young black boys Mm -hmm. like all of these movements use blackness the, uh, the use the the disparity of blackness. It's called black. What was now people are black suffering. Yes, use black suffering and put that in front, but and, and use it as a commodity mm-hmm. to interact as if this is activism. But in reality, like what does? It's what mani- is it? It's manipulative. Mm-hmm. And this is where again the reality, like we, we're all human beings, and so as, as black folks that have who, who have African roots. And being an African, what what we all realize, like we're, we're spiritual people. We, that that's mm-hmm. just in us. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't hate and all that type of shit. That the ugliness that, that that takes the world. Like that's just not who we are. I mean, if you talk to every that black person, even though a white person may have just did something, like man, I still forgive. Him. You know, I mean, you you. That's just that's just the nature, the natural order of how how we think and how we move, mm-hmm. and. They found the way to use that against us because because at the at the end of the day what they're doing is exploiting 
our suffering and our pain. So as as white women, they, they suffer. They go through their own form of oppression with their white men, but they're still tied to that system, that white system yeah. of 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 um, you know, white supremacy and, and whatnot. And so then they have not transformed themselves. So they've they've exploited us. And because we're so busy trying to just, man, you know, it's a good fight. You know, or what, what Rodney King said, can we all just get along? And it's where it's, it, it requires the critical analysis. It requires the going deep and in and just pulling shit apart before you become to try to be an ally with a motherfucker. Before you just 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 um, join a movement without first understanding your own movement where you, where you fit in. And this is where intersectionality has been hijacked. We're, we're trying to intersect shit without first understanding how does it intersect. Like white yeah. again, white feminism and white white women's struggle. It's legit. I won't mm-hmm. argue that. However, are they also transforming and trying to dismantle white supremacy? Because that is at the core of your problems. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's real, and it's many things. Like I mean, most movements and most things that, like, and that's kind of why I even push back against the anti-capitalism movement because it's like it's white supremacy that I'm against. My dad had that post where he was saying like, "Look, merchants existed in Africa for for eons, and if we think that a mercantile class is what capitalism is, if if I have a good and a service, and then we exchange with whatever that is." But let's not romanticize if capitalism ex- it ends the same way that, um, you know, at one point in time as Bernie Sanders was running on a lot of those points and everything. And then when when Bernie was asked, hey, man, how you feel about reparations? And Bernie damn near immediately said, no bet. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm. I'm I'm paraphrasing, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's like in all of the progressive thoughts about how he feels about justice, he showed, he showed his, about he how he feels about capitalism, about how he feels about us needing to be socialists, about how he feels about, uh, you know, where home rights needs to be. When it's like, hey, man, how you feel about reparations? It's like yeah, that was that was the question that flew him to show a true color. Nigga, please. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like that same that same reality when when you walk and step in this and then also in that psychosis uh, uh it, it was uh Bob Malik that said like w- when we're interacting we're all healing from things mm-hmm. and even in the movement of like mental health and and trauma and everything like that that's a movement but it, it's real like when we're interacting with our people you know some of the some of the realness that we're gonna have to deal with it's it's there right. so like some of some of where we're trying to get to as you say get to the bag that exists but that real shit that social capital that does exist too and i've never served time like you served time and incarcerated because to me prisons are designed for black men to be incarcerated and also black women but predominantly black men but it's still a, a level of even from everyone i know that have served it's a level of 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 moral moral code in there but but to your point this is this is the thing about capitalism mm-hmm. all the ism capitalism imperialism colonialism they feed off of people they need people to feed off of yeah. right and so not only is it prison becomes a place for for black men it has become a place for 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 black women yeah it has become a place for people in general 
yeah. right? Um, they've they, they've um, always sacrificed their own to to make a to, to make a greater point. And so the, the the thing about like capitalism, it's not by itself. It's it's tied to other systems, and as they work together, they the, the white supremacy and capitalism together is is a bad motherfucker. And this is again when we say that I don't want to see another slavery movie. Like who who introduced us the concept of slavery is 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 white people, but fundamentally it was through colonialism, and we don't understand what colonialism which is which is the domination. The, I repeat okay. the domination of something. When you when you take when you take control of some shit, then you can create whatever afterwards. Right. And the afterwards was slavery. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the afterwards, but we're not talking about the root. Yeah. And and, and as, a, as a the root of it is, it's a power dynamic. You're you're stripping again. This is where imperialism comes in. You're mm-hmm. stripping the land of of its resources. So yeah. imperialism happened, which they stripped the land of from from the indigenous people, and then they transferred us over here, which is colonial, uh, colonial occupation, and, and which now they created another system of imperialism. So we have to break all this shit down to understand it. And 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 I want to say this because I already see some of my uh, economic professors. That's definitely and I, and I like my wash. I love actually not like. I I love my Walsh College education, which is very conservative, because it it, it allowed it was it was it was a good back and forth between me and most of my professors. Right. The first thing they're gonna always say I, is, I can, I, can only, I only can imagine that conversation. Oh yeah, it was it was beautiful, and they, and they like me too because they knew I was ready to talk. So. Um, you know, they'd always say, well, you know, slavery existed in Africa, too. But the, the concept of what the concept of what it was is so distorted. It's like it's like if you've been eating hot and ready's your whole life and then you go to Chicago and get a deep dish pizza and you're like, what the hell is this? It's 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 two totally different things. It's not intergenerational. Uh, if you were a drummer in this village and now your village was at war with that village, you're going to be a drummer in that village. You you still have access to uh, to build and develop a family. You still have access to exist in society. So so to say this most distorted view of what enslavement happened here in and not just in America, but definitely in the Caribbean and also South America, uh, Brazil definitely being one of those places like this distorted, tormented view that led with raping every woman, led with raping men, led with uh, starving people on ships, led with uh, uh, um, um, uh, breeding people, led with all these. It, you know, you know what you're describing? Th- An institution. They, yes. They, they institutionalized that. Yeah. Whereas, whereas it's like if uh, you know I'm I don't know what I'm you know you 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 Tutsi I'm Zulu we go yeah, to yeah, war right, exactly. you, you know we win you were you you made huts guess what you still making huts but now you you no longer Zulu and the difference is like I mean that you know you talking about dehumanization mm-hmm. and there's different degrees of, of I can admit that however what you just described is at the the most extreme. Yeah. And then also, not only the, that's the most extreme, but you're talking about very cunning people, folks who came in with a, with an intent and a purpose to manipulate. So, yeah, as you just use example, a Zulu and, and another tribe that's at war with each other. Oh, let me let me 
add a little fire to that. That's the that's where the FBI informant type yeah, stuff happens. Yeah. Like even when people say, well, you know, more black people sold but, black people into slavery but, than but, anybody. But what what get missed in that translation, mm-hmm. power. Yeah. It's a fight over power. Yeah. If I again the same thing on the block. If me and you arguing over over this, you know, neither one of us on the block. We, no. we're, you are you know you making a couple of dollars, I'm making a couple of dollars. They have a vision for our neighborhood. So I need to get rid of Kari. I need to get rid of you, Yousef, so we can come in and bulldoze this motherfucker over and do what? Same thing in the penitentiary. Like, the, mm-hmm. is, right, it's more brothers that's in um, the the male population of prison, right? But it's less lesser um, guards, but because of this institution and how right. the institution is set up, you always say thing with like, with, and, and what's the enslavement of our people you always quote well, why, why didn't they they fight back? well they fought back but why didn't they overthrow it what, the, again what colonialism does it strips you of your identity it strips you of your dignity it, yeah. it reduced like this what made slavery what it was the enslavement was came out of a system an institutionalization that stripped us of our ability to be able to yeah. um, form, for, um, formulate to be who and same thing with on the blocks once a young brother a young sister whoever once they can get a taste of who they are, they. I mean, Malcolm is an example of that. You know, yeah. a, a Stata Shakur is an example of that. These, these are was people that was just doing whatever on the block, and, but as soon as they was able to sit down and someone taught them something, like this is bringing it back to the the, the conversation around Black Detroit. Like Black Detroit at its at its height was. It, we had everything that we needed within it, but also again, it, it goes back to a book that I'm reading. Um, talks about a uh, or called the Institute for Black World, and and the the phrase they were they had was, "Is it in the interests of black people?" And we need to reinstitute something like that, like because it's easy to say, "Hey, my business for black people," but really, what what is the criteria? What is the measurement that you you have developed? Because again, like you saying, "Come buy black." All right, if I come by black, then is any of that money going back into the black community? Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's going into your black household. Like this is the issue around black capitalism. Yeah. Again, this is the this is the the, the flawedness of black yeah. economic development because it's not economic development; it's individual development. Yeah, and then furthermore, it's not just individual development; it's it's individual development where you could be a black face exalting. You know, corrupting the community. Back to, uh, like I say, he's still one of my favorite rappers of all time. But, you know, uh, for the stadium to be built in Brooklyn, for the Barclays Center to be built in Brooklyn, it displaced many families. It displaced many people. So it was like, let's allow Jay-Z to be a part owner in this. But again, that that goes back to colonialism. That's neo—I mean, this all this shit is still tied to each other. It's just a new version of it. (laughs) And and for many people it was like, well, you know, he's he's an owner, and then you find out that he owns like probably like less than one percent, zero 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 fifth percentage of it. Yeah. But he also was right out front. I'm gonna design the jerseys and all of the ribbon cuttings. He was a offset and a marketing ploy in the grand yeah. scheme to make it seem like anybody in the community saying, damn, man, this is bad for black people in Brooklyn. And it's like, nah, but look at Brooklyn's own. And he's yeah. going to do a whole week of free concerts <laughs> for you to come rock with Jay-Z. And it's like, well, damn, man, you done took away my, my grandma's house that was rent fixed. And now she has to move to God knows where New Jersey. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? But we, but my homies is cool with it because it's like now I get to go to a free Jay Z show. But again, this is where when you don't authentically know who you are, you have no self value, yeah, and your worth doesn't allow you to be able to question the dynamics because the response that's coming is it, it impacts our worth. It, it impacts the authenticity of our community, and and as a result, like we just can't have Yusef. Let's go get Yusef Shakur, and we're gonna we're gonna put him in the front of it. No, we need to question why they have a Yusef Bunch of Shakur. We need to question why they have a Kari Frazier. Not just because he's black or she's black. Mm -hmm. That's that that no longer can just be the criteria. Because again, history has taught us where the, where they've had Negroes come in with afros. They've had Negroes come in with dashikis, yeah, and, locks and, 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 whole, and everything. Shea butter <laughs> trips to Africa. Uh, come you know, in with saying, you know pictures, Swah pictures with. Pictures with Dr. Ben and, and, and Khalid Muhammad and uh, Farrakhan, like, you know, you can think of it, Rosa Parks, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, but this person swindled us. I mean, and, and this goes right to, I didn't think I was going to get on this topic, but I, I got to go here now. My neighborhood, which is an extension of your neighborhood in the grand scheme of things, they like mesh in my mind. But what everything that's happening with Henry Ford right now mm -hmm. in the way that to me, Henry Ford has aligned itself. Henry Ford Hospital that we know right on West Grand Boulevard. If people don't know, it's like a whole new cancer center built. They've realigned a lot of the streets over there. Absolutely. They have uh, definitely partnered with what the Motown Museum is going to be. You you see the partners that Henry Ford has because any partner at Henry Ford right now is, you know, you probably see some fences and some construction <laughs> going on and you see the way that, you they're know, they're benefiting. Yeah. And, they, and, and even them, you know, they, they reached out definitely with Olive Ranch your way at one point in time. And I'm sure you gave them something, but let's get into that because what does that look like when people know, like when, when, when Henry Ford decides to say, all right, we got a cancer center and, a, and probably are we going to focus on this because we assume that it's money in cancer and we're going to put it right here and we want to step up our game in this cancer money. But you're talking about like a modern day, uh, New new version of colonialism. Yeah, and this is this is domestic colonialism in the in the in the neighborhoods, and 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 for it to maturate to what it is, you yeah. first have to deteriorate the neighborhoods. You have to deteriorate the people, and so again, what we talked about earlier, neighborhoods like ours, it goes through a process of deinvestment. The deinvestment, then mm -hmm. on, along with the criminalization, al along with the drugs and, and, mm -hmm. and the poor schools, all these are recipe for dehumanizing. All these are recipe for for creating and maintaining broken neighborhoods and broken people, right? And so now you have all the big businesses. Henry Ford, as example, on the outskirts, and now our neighborhoods become prime real estate. Yeah, you know, so again, this this is this is history one on one. This is um, you know, the white folks putting in flags in the in the early part of America. Hey, this I want this part. Yeah. You know, they searching for the the, the the land becomes the goal now. Yeah, the land becomes the goal now. You and I looking at it again. You no, know, we're like, man, this shit is tearing up. It's going nowhere. But they they're examining. It's right next door to Midtown. It's right next door to Downtown. It's surrounded by all the expressways. You know, I can hop right on that Q line <laughs> and get all the way downtown. Right. I mean, their 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 brains are spinning with new ideas, mm -hmm. but because we we we've we've lost our core as ability to stick together, and, and that's. You know, a whole another show in itself. You know, again, murder, uh, 
you know, people leaving out, you know, people being bought out, right? And I was just talking about somebody the other day, like, you know, they were stupid being bought off. Like, yeah, it goes back to when you ain't, when you ain't never seen a check for fifty thousand dollars. That's yeah, you know, that's a, that, that's a lot of that's a lot of money. I, I get, uh, I, I would say for my properties at sixteen fifty two and sixteen forty Clements. Maybe about seven years ago, I'd probably get a postcard every other year about, are you interested in selling? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe about five years ago, I'd probably get that postcard maybe three times a year. Now I get four text messages probably yeah. a week about, are you interested in selling your property? Which tells me that obviously some type of city planning is going on. Yeah. You the, know. Value, the value went up. Yeah, in in some way, right? And, and on paper, you know, when you go to the website of of what the city of Detroit will offer my property, it's like pennies on the dollar. Absolutely. But obviously, for them to even be reaching out to me, yeah, and then not everybody's getting the same the same the same amount of money. You know, they're, they're having yeah. these, these closed meetings. But, I mean, fundamentally, when you when you eating out of, you know, pots and pans that ain't got shit in it and you get somebody offering you $20,000. Yeah. You know, you know, that's that's a lot of money at that at, for that moment. But, again, what we know now without no fin- financial literacy, without no no yeah. values, the st- stability, that, that shit going to be eat up, right? And so the, what, what they've done, what I, what I describe it, they've created intentional blight. They've created a social cancer in the community and then comes around and say, hey, we got the solution for you. <laughs> exactly. I, I gave you the problem, and I'm gonna give you the solution. Yeah, but and and it's because of and this is where again where you know when we talk about Black Detroit and the, and the the uh, the value of it, it's it's very systematic, and we're playing checkers while they're playing chess. And, uh, can you can? But I really want specifically because I know the people at Henry Ford did look to reach out to you and no, others. It is. I thought that they they intentionally wanted to, and they sent a letter. How did they? How yeah. as you saw what was happening in your neighborhood? How did it go about? How did you become? I mean, more aware? I mean, the shit happened so fast. Um, like they intentionally, you know, reached out to certain people. Like again, it's us all strategic. You know, like let's let's let's. They start with the elders. Mm-hmm. Because if you can win over the elders, and and that's and as a result of the disconnect in our community, like the elders, like man, I I, I got ten years left, you know, five years left. Yeah. I just I'm just trying to live as peaceful as I possibly can. And mm-hmm. who who can argue? I mean, the, in our community, first the we the two target most audience is the elders and the young. Yep. And our age group is whatever. Yeah. And 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 our voices doesn't compare to the elder and the young. And they sell both of them dreams, right? And I remember uh you know once once I got a wind of what was going on, they had a meeting up at a Tabernacle Church. Okay. I can't think of the homie name. She grew up she grew up around here, man. I cussed her out. And we end up we end up down the road years later, got cool. And she began to see what I was saying, how Henry Ford was full of shit. But I mean, at the end of the day, she worked for him, right? Mm-hmm. And she figured how to how do I maneuver in in this space, right? Again, what you talked about earlier, the duality, duality of how do I you know take care of my bills, but also the authenticity of because now at this stage she's realizing where her mother lives on like Linwood and Clemens and shit like that. That's happening over there. Yeah, and so it, and it's happening all throughout Detroit. But what, again, what they they use us against each other. Yeah, I repeat, they use us against each other. And so, Zone Eight, my neighborhood, at the time, I think we was just developing a, um, a block club. Uh, you know, people were scattered. You know, our, they had already pretty much on the east side of the neighborhood. They bought them out. I mean, that whole that shit is just, just sunk. 
Yeah. On the west side, where where, where I say the central with my mother, that's the central part, and then the further towards southwest side, uh, we're, we're scattered. We're we 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 we're in this in this fractured zone, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have West Marion Boulevard Association, who's the leading advocate voice for the area, for that neighborhood. But it's a different, uh, it's a different pulse, and I and I know uh, Mildred and her yeah. husband, but they're from a different perspective. Absolutely. Than what I consider Zone Eight, like Absolutely. it's in Zone Eight, but I don't consider that no, Zone they, Eight. No, they don't. So Mildred, and at the time, they they swoop up our neighborhood. They swoop up some folks, and, and which rightfully so, it, ma- it made sense. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time. Um, so so they're countering the Henry Ford plan. We're working with like Lawrence Tech, some, some designers. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Tech, like this is this is how we want to vision design a neighborhood. So I come to the meeting the meeting one day, and they have all they have this beautiful design map of where where they're going to build some shit. Mm-hmm. Where my mother lives, they had they, I don't remember what it, they had something like that. You know, my mother lives there, man. Like, for real, have you even talked to my mother? Like, this is some bullshit. And the, and the white guy, he was very offended. Like, man, I spent all my days and, and nights working on this. I put so much energy. Like, I don't go for what you did in it. This is disrespectful. And I remember, you know, as things fast forwarded, I mean, somebody telling me, uh, you know, Henry Ford and Mildred, you know, was about to have a meeting. So I knew Mildred. She, she's an elder. Yeah. We don't agree on everything. So I like Mildred. You know, I'm, I can come to the meeting, but, you know, I know you're leading in the meeting. Can, can I or somebody from the neighborhood to your point? Because Henry Ford has impacted our side of the neighborhood greater than they've impacted. West Grand. The other West Grand and the other yeah. part. They're impacting them. I'm not saying they're not. Yeah. But this is where they started. And they've, 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 uh, their plans have not fully unfolded in the other part. And she's like, no, you can't come. Like, what do you mean mm. you can't come, Mildred? I mean, this is this is zone eight. This is ha- happening. You know, but again, this is where the power dynamics happen. This is where the internal, like, this is the the games. Like, this is monopoly, monopoly so in real the, life. It's the one against the other. When in reality, it, it's the cohort. So, like, like we say, you know, she is an elder. She's, uh, you know, um, yeah, in the work. Yeah, I, I, I um, but yeah, I mean, at, at some point in time. When it comes to yeah, where your mom lives, that's real, and 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 we're watching this before our eyes, and it's definitely people I'm sure that will in their in in the short, as they say, you know, Caesar will throw some pennies at some, mm-hmm. but you know, but, it's still, you know, when Caesar's palace is built, it's not going to be in the best benefit of even those that get the pennies. So, so I, I mean, I put it. Things in, in perspective like this. So we we've identified on a small level your yeah. neighborhood, my neighborhood, and there's other neighbors are going through the same similar situation. As you talk right. about the neo colonialism, mm-hmm. and and when people talk about, you know, because because it's how it's happened. People talk about gentrification, but it's 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 the displacement in the way that. So much value is placed on the assets of the expectations of these white folks that will, quote unquote, look at this place as a utopia that aren't even here. And you got real people here that you just will displace because back to how they quantify value in capitalism. My value is not seen. The The expectation of 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 the white family. And when I say white, I'm definitely don't necessarily mean even per se skin because it could be a black family, but mm-hmm. the white family. Theoretically, you know, is way more the 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 potential of a white family feeling that my neighborhood is the type of neighborhood to move into. That's way more valuable than my black ass being in my house right now. Yeah, and the the dynamic is 
they've consolidated their power. They've they've consolidated their their vision, and and this and that's where like gentrification is a process. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, right. And 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 there's different like like me me will say there's levels. There's levels to gentrification. Yeah, and gentrification may look different over here than it does in Zone Eight than than yep. it does in downtown. Right, yep. but it's and it's all economic based, and it intersects with race and class and gender, and it's and it's moving folks out. But it's but it's a process too of the deinvestment. We can't forget the deinvestment. The deinvestment is is crucial, and the, it, very much so. And, and and I want I'm glad you gave that story because people wonder like how this happens, and some of this stuff definitely happens in. I don't want to say because it's in the open, but it's in the dark and in. And then you wake up one day, like what I dealt with this past summer, and I'll talk about it more later, but uh, I dealt with a lawsuit. Um, a, a, a holding company sued every homeowner from, if people know where my neighborhood is, from it, from Davison, from Davison, from so West Davison and Rosa Parks. So basically on my side of Clements. So basically from West Davison and Rosa Parks all the way to Oakman Boulevard. So it it's on this lawsuit. If you go into the my courts file, it is about a hundred different people. I was sued for, they say, the easement of how far our alleys will go. And they want to have access to the easement so that they can move trucks through my neighborhood. But to me, that's a that's a first step in just seeing how people respond to a lawsuit. You know, I'm in the hood, man. You sent court papers to people in our neighborhood, even me included. It's like, what in the hell is going on? Because if anybody knows, the court system of many of these systems is not a place where black people are set up to win, period. Even if I win, it's a loss because it's going to cost me a lot of time and a lot of money. That's just how court is for black people. Which, court which, is never a place as a black man where I ever want to be. And they know that. They know that that's their battlefield. It's, but, it's, that's their home court. And, and, and to add to your point, so if we was the reverse, right, to sue them, well, what, what would they do? They're gonna they're going to first off send so many continuances. They're gonna they're gonna roll up their sleeves and they're gonna get court as well. So they're gonna send continuances, they're gonna counter sue me, they're gonna kinda do the same thing yeah, that uh that, that happened to your friend in Roseville. They're gonna come to my house and they're gonna say, Oh, look at this. Look at those gutters but, right there. Yeah, but fundamentally you know? they have the power yeah. and the money to put somebody on a, a dog yeah. on this on that case. Yeah. While they continue to do whatever they wanna do. Yeah. But to your point, or our and we don't have that luxury. No. We don't have that privilege to just hire someone to yeah. be able to handle this situation while my life continues to goes on. All right, and, and, and this is the domino effect, right? The people that we elect, that we so-called say elect, that represents us, they represent the interests of corporations. Yeah, because this is where ultimately it falls in front of their laps, and they they're so excited. Oh, you're gonna bring all this new green space, or all, all these so-called jobs? You haven't talked to one motherfucker in the neighborhood. You haven't again. Nobody in the neighborhood are is opposed opposed to development. We're opposed to development being imposed on us. I repeat, we're opposed to development being imposed on us, which is another form of domestic colonialism. Because this is where capitalism comes into play. Because yeah. at the end of the year, they're only trying to do fucking development because there's a dollar on, on their fucking return. Yeah, and, and, and I love that you said it that way. Because 
especially for the people we know. And we don't even sometimes you don't even know what the real plan is. Then you 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 go to the look at the zoning files. You look at who's connected to these projects and that's connected to this holding company and that holding company. And and who the hell knows what's going on? But it, it, it's aggressive. The lawsuits, the 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 meetings, the you know, we did a town hall. We notified these people. And then you look up and it's like, oh, shit, I'm up. I was a part of one of the groups that I didn't even know this shit was going on and that it, that this would be one of the plays that was associated with what happens. So the 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 ways as I talk about it is culturally disconnected to how we move. The way to engage our community is not in these methods. But like you say, because it's never really truly to engage. We're not against the green spaces. We're not against the development. We're not against any new structures. What we're against, like you say, is that being imposed upon us and then that impacting our quality of life where things will go different. Because if you give me fair market value for my home, it's no way that I'm going to be able to have access to doing the things that I do into another property in another space. But then then here's another aspect to it the propaganda machine right like you just said something that's very crucial it impacts the quality of our life yeah and but from the get-go they don't respect the, the quality, quality of, of our, our life. life yeah they do not respect the quality they're opposing their version what they think our the quality of our life should be yeah. and then and then they propaganda and say well we, we we're gonna build all this such and such and now mm-hmm. now everybody's looking at you like Kari what are you doing they're gonna do this and do that yeah why are you being such a, a prick here's here's a here's a classic debate I always used to have with all of my professors about urban development <laughs> And I said, you know, it's bullshit because, you know, the this is what I'd always say. And they didn't have a rebuttal. And I and I question any of you all that do have a rebuttal for this. You know, the the most valuable land and the most massive amounts of land in America and really even the world. You know where you know the type of land that that is, Yusuf? No. It's golf courses. Okay. If they put condos on golf courses, that's valuable land. Any place where it's a valuable, any place that's a ritzy golf course, you can make a shitload of money by putting condos there. But you know why they don't do that shit? Because old, rich, white men like playing golf and that adds to their quality of life. I don't even, I've never had a rebuttal from any of my professors and I've had a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? To that, they just look at me and laugh and they like, yeah, we like playing golf. and, 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 And this is, add to your point, right? When when Duggan decided to run for mayor in, in the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. my rebuttal was, and it was a joke. I'm gonna I'm move to Livonia, yeah, and run for city for for mayor out there, yeah. And, and same thing, they laugh, they laugh, people laugh because it's a joke, yeah. And it, it's meant to be a joke, but the reality is, but he can move to Detroit and run for mayor, and it happens. But one of us is silent because again, we, we don't understand what anti-blackness is. Mm. No damn well your black ass ain't about to move. They the white folks ain't about to vote for you, but the black folks will vote for his white ass. Yeah, I, I would I could give a kidney to a voter and he's still not gonna vote for my black ass. Oh. He's gonna be like, hell no. Because they understand the structure. Just like how people were like, why did all these white women vote for Donald Trump? Because they understand the structure of white supremacy. And but it's, it's also the then part of that is supporting what you just said, their quality of life. Yeah. He spoke to that. Yeah. 
And yeah. I think, again, at the end of the day, when we talk about the state of black Detroit, what is the quality of life of the state of black Detroit at, the, at this stage? And mm. I think that we have to ask ourselves that collectively. Like, there's enough of us at this stage of the game that's doing doing very well, but we're doing well as individuals. We're, we, I can tell you what the, how good I am I've done on, on Ferry Park with the Mama Kua. You can do the same here and others. But, yeah. but until we... Pull that together collectively, the quality of life of Black Detroit will continue to decrease. Yeah, because you still need a structure and a home base to go back to collectively. And and like I spoke even to, that social capital shit is strong. Cause it without that, without that heart, without that social capital and, and how we function. You end up lost in their sauce. And it's sad that we've seen many of our people that uh, I think get lost in their sauce of integration because even with the uh, here's a classic one I was talking to Suzanne about this um, with the death of Colin Powell you know and they said you know Colin Powell was supporting Barack Obama and he was one of the greatest this and greatest that and I was like you know they never really put his passing into the right perspective. Right. Colin Powell switched to supporting Democrats because they basically gave him a sword to die on because they gave him misinformation intentionally. And he sat up there and, and shit even couldn't travel the world because he was, you know, up on charges of war crimes for lying about weapons of mass destruction. Right. You know, that's what he was integrated in that system. He was the most respected black person and they intentionally used his agency as the most respected person of the George W. Bush uh, presidential cabinet to go out there to lie to America intentionally, knowing he was lying to America intentionally. That's to me what integration looks like. They will use you and your agency for when they need to and they'll have you stand up there and fall on the sword and you'll be the fall guy because that's how they get down man right whereas our people have a different amount of love for us especially when you sincere with the people we, we identify with you differently we would never leave you in that space we're going to we're going to definitely honor where your where your mis mistakes were where your uh misgivings were but we're gonna we're going to welcome you back and never put you in that position where you're going to compromise your integrity like that. Most definitely. Man, no, this is uh man, we covered a lot. Yeah, man. <laughs> and we're gonna cover more, man, or you're gonna cover more. I'm gonna give uh, my own definition of black Detroit. I'm excited. Uh that's coming up. So two days from now, you got these snippets and stuff like that. You broke it down. I like that. Uh quality of life for black Detroit. And uh, I'm sure you're gonna give the context of black Detroit. And we're gonna continue this thank you Yusuf and when I say we're going to continue this meaning every year we will continue upon this address and we're going to see what happens man as time goes bro most definitely man so uh, I don't know if you want to give information or you know whatever no I, I mean I think we said enough here man I mean I ain't, people people know me I ain't hard to find um, Yusuf Bunch of Core on Facebook um, we got the Mama Cool House we're still trying to navigate this COVID thing we're doing on Vegan Tuesdays we got some other stuff that we'll be rolling out uh, we're going to roll out in January actually I'm thinking of postponing to um, okay. to March but actually one one program I'm excited about Big Mama Sundays where we're going to be um, you know, cooking food and, and doing feed the people but taking a different concept around it where again uh, we're, we're going grocery shopping and we're cooking it as if you know we're having um, Sunday dinners so most folks can come and take the food with them so we got some stuff that's in the works that we're trying to um, cool. continue to, to work out that's what's up 
Thank you so much. Thank you, big bro. That was fun. It was. I don't know why I thought. Detroit is different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit is different, a home for the culture of Detroit. Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today.